I remember looking at this list of requests the first time, just thinking, this is ridiculous. Yeah, it's you, I can't possibly give all of this. Everything about us will be given to this person who's trying to do us harm. We can't give them this, but apparently you can. And not just you can, you must. And so we ask, well, what happens if we don't give this stuff? And they're like, well, then you'll be in Get contempt of court. Yep. So why would two guys leave comfortable jobs, move across the country and start a business in an industry they don't know, a place they don't know, and could it be successful? We're Dale and Brian Carmi. Join us as we share our story and inspire you to become people of impact. Welcome to the Impact Without Limits podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Impact Without Limits podcast. I am Brian Carmi here in Louisville, Ohio with my brother Dale. Good to be here. And we are getting into season three of the Impact Without Limits podcast. And last episode, we were talking about a, a tale of two trials. And, and one was this, uh, the first one that was filed first, this JSA Depot. Uh, somebody named Matt had sued us. It was a former dealer. And that one was just kind of just getting started. And at the same time, we had another in California that was this customer, Teresa. Uh, that one, we talked about how we kind of settled it. And it was a painful process to pay somebody money when we didn't feel like we did anything wrong. But that one ended. And there was a period at the end of that. Yeah. And we told it in like five minutes, but that spanned probably almost a year. Yeah. Probably about nine months. months from when that started till till we got to the point where that ended. But it did end. And so now we come back and we look at, all right, what's, what was happening? What was going on, uh, around the time of, uh, this filing against us by JSA, which again is the entity that sued us from California. Right. So that's, it's happened that the suit was kind of the summer of 08 and, you know, there's some initial summer things. Of 07. I'm sorry. Of 07. There's some initial things in, in the fall of 07 that happened, but we kind of get into to the beginning of 2008 and, you know, we're in a spot where, you know, business is, um, you know, still continuing to grow. We've, we've added, uh, our brother Jim before we moved back to Ohio and then Ken shortly after we moved back. So our two brothers are now working with brother us here in Ohio. Rob, Rob came onto the team and we were starting jo to Josh, Josh came, came from, from Albuquerque, Albuquerque back to Ohio. Uh, we have an office in Hartville and, you know, things are, they're, they're, they're progressing, right? So that that's continuing. And we're trying to get this case, what we felt was a frivolous lawsuit to go away. So, you know, we had established this attorney in California who worked with us on the one case. They were working with us in this one in, in Orange County, uh, California. And we were filing what's called a motion to dismiss. And essentially what, what the motion to dismiss says is kind of what, what we said. It's a frivolous suit. There's nothing here. Right. They're, right? They're, this, is, this is silly. This is a waste of the court's time. It's a waste of our time. Just this should just go away. And so we worked to pull together some information and we got this to our attorneys. And uh, I don't remember whether it was the fall of 07 or beginning of 08 when this was filed, but essentially we filed this motion to dismiss and we thought that that was going to kind of end would be the end. We were wrong. Yeah. And uh, Brian, as we go through this, we were new to the, the legal world. We were new to court rulings, motions, uh, you know, the, the juxtaposition of how do you, you know, what, what's happening where and when, 
And you know, I think in my mind, I saw somebody gets, you get a lawsuit filed and then you go to court. I, it's not like that, right? There are no. so many little things that happen, little motions that are filed, little complaints, requests for information, what have you, that, that we had no idea. So we started going through these and this, you were just talking about this motion to, to dismiss. That was one of those such things where, um, you know, we, we pull together our information and we say, look, this, this is frivolous. There, there is no basis for this. That's what we thought. It seemed pretty obvious common sense to us. We put it together and probably somewhat naively. Yes. Um, we expect that you file this, the, some judge or somebody in the court system is going to look at it and say, yeah, this is right. There's nothing here and, and dismiss it. And when it doesn't happen, it's like, oh boy, maybe this isn't as silly. Maybe it's not as laughable as it seemed to be when it was first filed against us. And so then the question is, well, now what? Well, the answer to that is a process called discovery. Discovery. And discovery sounds great. We even have a product called discovery. We, we do, but it's not I love anything that like kind this. of discovery. This discovery is not so pleasant. Uh, to me, it was painful. And so essentially what discovery is, is, is you prepare a list of requests for documents and files and information that you present to the other, other party. And they present a list of questions and I, I mean, things to you. Sure. Right there. Let's just pause. Our attorney says, okay, what, what do you guys want? What, what information do you, what, you want? It's like, what What do you mean? Well, you have to make a list of requests, a, a list of interrogatories. Written questions. Written questions. Interrogatories, interrogatories yep. are for the... Uh, no, the interrogatories are right, because there's written ones, and then you get into the... Okay. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, oh, how much product did you sell? Okay, good, right? That's right. one. Who'd you sell it to? How'd you... And, and it sounds... I don't know. It sounds odd, but that was... Right. We, we assumed we had the information, like we had all the communications. We felt like we had a pretty clear understanding of the story. What did we need this discovery for? So yeah. we put together some requests, but I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't give it wasn't a whole, overly lot, of thorough. It, a whole right. lot of analysis. And so then we get the list of discovery requests from them. And it was questions or right, pages upon pages of questions for us that we had to write out answers to. And then it was requests for documents. All, all documents, all any, emails, anything any with... Any email that contained the name of Matt or JSA or uh, that referenced you know, internal communications. Um, our, our QuickBooks accounting file, um, all of our invoices, like just like... I mean, I'm, I remember looking at this list of requests the first time, just thinking, this is ridiculous. Yeah, you, I can't possibly give all of this. Like, this is our business secret. This is... This is everything about us will be like given to this person who's trying to do us harm. We can't give them this, but apparently you can, and not just you can, you must. And so we ask, well, what happens if we don't give this stuff? And they're like, well, then you'll be in Get contempt of court. Yep. So um, we look at it and we say, all right, you're telling us we have to give them all this information. Our attorneys are saying, yep, that's, that's how it works. So we go through and we <laughs> give, I mean, we look, we go back and listen, we, I, we had a lot of stuff in email because we communicate even yeah. sometimes Dale and Joe and I would communicate um, in email between About. the three of us. Right. So we have email after email, uh, documents that we had sent in <laughs> that documents we had sent internally, documents just all we'd these sent to our attorneys, all these 
conversations. And we just put everything. We did what, what the request said, which was anything that has the name of Matt or JSA or is, you know, even remotely about this subject, give them all that documentation. So we compiled scores of information. We might've missed the mark on this one. Um, I'm not going to name names, (laughs) point fingers, but somehow we didn't even understand the idea of attorney client privilege, which is any documents that we had shared with our attorney or communications we had with our attorneys weren't included in this list. They were excluded. We didn't understand that. We literally gave them everything, every email, any email that had their name on it, that was in it, the JSA, what have you, documents we found, um, letters, invoices. I think we might've downloaded our whole QuickBooks file, sent them the whole, gave them everything, the whole QuickBooks file. They had everything on their business. All of that we submitted to them. And in return, we got, uh, they, you know, we got a big bowl of bupkis. <laughs> That's what we got. <laughs> the first thing we got was a delay. They didn't have it all. It was going to take a little bit. So it would extend a month and then they'd not produce it the next month. And they, then the court would threaten them. Hey, you've got to turn them now. By the time we finally got anything from them, it was very minimal. It was a, a few pieces of information here and there. They didn't quote unquote, I'm using air quotes, have any email records Um, they didn't have any, like we gave them, I mean, thousands of documents and we got dozens in return. Yeah. And, and like you said, we didn't just get a, a, a little bit, but we got it delayed and delayed. And, you know, you have dates, uh, set in court, there are proceedings, there are motions, there are hearings, different things. And we'd be coming up against the date where it's, like we're supposed to be preparing and we don't even have any information to prepare. And we're asking our attorney, so, Hey, what happens? How, how are we supposed to prepare? We don't have this document at all. Well, this will look bad for them in court. Oh, it never, it looked, never looked bad. bad. Are you kidding me? No. So we, so we, we were getting beat up by the system and this process continued for months, right? They'd get, the judge would give them another month. They were day. very good at gamesmanship. I'm going to give them that one. Yeah. So that continued. And I, I don't remember that continues through a good bit of 2008, but we finally get to a point where um, it's in California. It's probably in most places. I, I would assume there is a court ordered mediation that basically says before this thing goes to trial, let's just get these parties get together, together. Let's have a discussion and figure it out and see if we can figure it out. We talked about the mediation or the settlement conference that we had with Teresa in the previous episode. This one is, um, you know, before you go to trial um, it's again, a retired judge who puts you in separate rooms and sets you down and says, okay, you know, what are you offering me? Then they go to the other side. What are you offering? Do you remember that? This was Wilford Brimley, wasn't it? (laughs) Yes, it was. You remember that? The oatmeal guy? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't really Wilford Brimley, but it sure looked like him. You'll see. And I don't know if we're going to talk about this as we go through, but we would pretty much associate everyone has everybody in our case with somebody, uh, you know, just a character, that we could relate them to. And uh, so Wilford Brimley comes walking in. We, we, well, I mean, first of all, uh, let's, let's set the stage. Yeah, this is yep. in California, right? In there, California. There, there's something else that we didn't understand was this choice of, State law, of law, right? And so again, for those of you that aren't familiar with the, the legal system, every state has its own set of laws. They're a little bit different from other states. So in typically in a contract, it will say, you know, here's the choice of law. We are going to use uh, this, this contract should be interpreted by, 
the law is in the state of Ohio and any disputes need to be adjudicated in the state of Ohio, right? Well, when we wrote this initial contract. Let's remember this was a contract written by, by us, you and two me. of us. We didn't have an attorney review it. It was, and it a was very really good a good contract with the exception of the choice, choice of, law. of law. So we didn't set a choice of law. So essentially what happened was. It becomes a home game for them. Yeah, they had a home town advantage of being in California. So every time there was a hearing and we would have to go to court, one of us, sometimes both or of both. us would have to fly to California and California, Ohio to California isn't a well, out and back a in the same day. Nope. You're spending at least one night, usually two. So we've got to fly to California, spend a couple nights in a hotel. We have to fly our primary attorney, Dave from Albuquerque, from Albuquerque to, to, California. to California. And then we have an attorney in California we're paying. So what's costing us at least two days of billings from an attorney plus two or three flights to Albuquerque and overnight hotels. Uh, it's and we also us- had to sometimes fly Joe out there because yeah. he was part of the case. So I mean, it's costing us thousands of dollars every time we appear before court. It's costing them maybe a couple hundred bucks for an attorney to, to go around the corner. So anyway, this mediation is happening. So again, we fly in, we go in and spend the night. Dave's coming in. He's spending the night. We're getting there. We go for the mediation. And, and, and we kind of had our little huddle Yep. before, and we're talking about what this is going to look like, and our attorneys are trying to prep us like, okay, they're going to try and get to a settlement. We're like, settlement? Settlement? The only thing I'll settle for is them paying the amount of money they owe us because they owed us $35,000 for that project that they didn't have the contractor's license for and got kicked off of and we funded their money. We're like, look, I, I want my piece, right? Because we had right. filed a countersuit against them and they sued us. We filed a countersuit and our attorneys, I think maybe they were trying to soft walk us into it. They, they would listen to us and they'd say, well, you know, let's just, let's not make up our minds. Let's see how this goes. Let's, you know, kind of get a feel what's going to pick up a flow, this and that. And we're like, all right, well, let's see. So we get in the room and we're sitting in, it's like a small conference room. conference room, but it's like circa 1950s, right? No the old linoleum yeah. floor, the yellowish white, you know, dirty walls. I think the, there was Wayne Scott. The, the drop down ceiling that have water stains on it. And you're, you're sitting in there and there's our two, two attorneys and the two of us and in walks Wilford Brimley and, he first thing out of his mouth is he says, all right, what are you guys willing to pay to make this thing go away? And we didn't take too kindly to that. We were kind of like, what are we willing to pay? What how are about, they? How about the did. money they owe us? We didn't do anything wrong. And he looks, ah, nobody ever does anything. Yeah, nobody wrong. ever does anything wrong. Well, we'll see. He's like, and look, this is just about getting this thing settled. What are you willing to pay? And we're like, we're not paying anything. This is ridiculous. Why would we pay? I'll tell you what. Best thing we'll do. We'll, we'll, we'll do a away. walk away. We'll wipe out what they owe us. Forget about the 35 grand. They we'll owe drop us. this. And, and I think we might've even offered some, I like, know, not the first round. The Cause first this round. goes back and it. forth. Yep. So then we walk away. So, so, so he leaves our room. We're in our room. They're in another room right down the hall. He walks down to their room and right. And he's gone. So we're just sitting there waiting maybe 20 minutes, half hour. And as we're waiting, we're stewing, we're getting a little angry, a yeah. little hot. What gives them the right? This is ridiculous. We shouldn't even be here. And you know, you you kind of get worked up. And the attorneys are trying to say, guys, it's okay. Just let it play out. Well, you you start to take things personally. Yes, and you that's, certainly. That's do. when you get angry and you get irritated. And 
So when when he when the mediator comes back, he's like, "Well, here's the deal." I I don't know quite how he sent it, but essentially, like they want a pound of flesh. So um, your idea of walking away and not collecting what they owe you isn't going to be enough. You got to put something on the table. And again, we're we're indignant. Yeah. Why would we put something on the table? We didn't do anything wrong, and and you know he's going to say, "Okay, yeah, that's great, but." let's let's get down to it. What are you going to do to make this thing go away? I think, and, and I don't remember all the mechanism. I mean, this happened multiple times. I know at one point we had offered that we would like not compete against them in the area that was their territory for a period of six months or a year. I think we offered to give them some turf for free. Like we were making offers and, and we'd say, but what are they asking for? And he'd be like, I don't know. Let me go talk to them and I'll come back. And every time he'd come back, we'd say, what are they, what are they asking for? And he would say, I don't know. They won't tell me anything. And so it's like, at some point we're sitting here negotiating against ourselves. And we realize that every time he comes back in, he's asking us to increase our offer, but they still haven't even asked for anything yet. And at some point we're like, this isn't going anywhere. Like we're, we're, we're negotiating against ourselves until they come back with something. Yeah. And I got to tell you, uh, Wilford started out not too happy with this when, when he walked in that room for the first time and said that, and we were like, what are we paying them? We want to know what they're paying us. He was not too happy with this, but by the time he made his trip down the hall four times and come back, he was pretty agitated with them. Yep. And he was like, look guys, here's the deal. This isn't going to settle because they're not even talking. They're not doing anything. Uh, he said, I think this thing's going to go to trial. I don't see anywhere this, this, this settles without going to trial. And, and we had just gone through with, with Teresa in the previous case, we had been stretched to pay some amount to settle it, but it was done and over. Yeah, we that may not have happened yet when this was happening. That was, was about the same time. You're was, right. We get a little fuzzy on exact dates, but yes. But but that here, concept there of being able to be done with it. Yeah. And and here we are in this one. We are we are, you know, kind of spent all this time and money to get out there and they never even made a demand. No. Now, do you think you would have settled if they came back with something? Probably not. No, I don't think so. We were I think both of us were in the same place where you know, this is a hard one, guys, because on one hand, we're telling you about this deal with Teresa and we paid the money and it was done and we forgot about it. And and that's been nothing on our radar ever since. But this one, there was some manner of principle here that's like, you know what? We need to stand for what's right. Not that we don't need to stand for what's right on Teresa, but the thing with Teresa was a product issue. It was a claim uh, you know, it's like, you know, I'd just be done with it. It was kind of a nuisance. This one was getting at how we do business. This was getting at, we were bending over backwards to try and help them for a year. Right. And investing time, investing money. We could have canceled their agreement. We didn't. And we told them that, you know, a year before we could have canceled this guys. We want to keep you on. We're trying to help you. And you're doing all these things, extending that hand and then it turns around and bites you and it's like, you know what? We're, we're going to stand on principle here. So I don't know that we would have settled anyway, but no, but they we, never brought anything. We probably table. wouldn't have, but I, I, I think you're exactly right. This one was, this one felt more personal. I mean, one, it was somebody well, that you, you knew from back look, in Ohio. 
Did we? Uh, I think we told this story a long time ago on this podcast. But my son played baseball with their son in Ohio, Little League, you know, when the kids are six years old and don't know how to play or do anything. And so we knew of them. And their family had some challenges. And Lori, my wife, along with some other ladies in the school, um, it would take times going to their house, doing laundry, ironing clothes, trying to help them. This is before we were ever in the turf business, any of this. And so, yeah, it was personal. There was this, there, there was this, guys, you know, we've invested in your life. Then we move out and we start this turf business and they come out and they're moving to California because of health issues. They come to us wanting to be a part of this business and we connect them with Roger and they end up getting started in business. Um, but all of a sudden to have all of that as the backdrop and then, oh, yeah, and then, then like then you said, treating them the way we did. Go ahead. Right, they took over a business that was the best, doing the, the best dealership we had, and growing at a significant pace. And as soon as they took it over, it started it. going backwards, and it it went backwards faster than it grew to the point that in within six months of taking it over, they had taken it from the number one dealer to doing zero volume. Yeah. And we're looking at this like this is a total failure. And we should have just canceled. Should have canceled it, but we but, didn't. But we were trying to help them out. We were trying to give them, th- throw them a rope, give them an opportunity because we knew they'd moved from Ohio to California. It was going to, you know, we thought it might take them a little bit of time. We, we were just trying to find ways to help them. And so we kept coming up with scenarios where we could help them. And every time we would try and help them, they'd act like they were thankful and agreeing. And then all of a sudden they'd change their mind and go oh, back. Right. It was that back and forth. And, oh. And look, they, they very clearly voiced their opposition, but like you said, it would be after they voiced their agreement. It would be, <laughs> they were, we get it. Against, we understand this is, they were against it before they were before, before it, they or were they were before, before it, before they were against it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was almost bipolar. Yeah. Right. And so all of this was the backdrop to the settlement and we get out there and, um, we didn't know what to expect. I know I didn't want to pay any money. We we agreed that we would walk away from the money that was owed us. And then we tried, like you said, we tried working some things in there, but this definitely was a different feel than what we have with Teresa. And when that was done, when we got to the end of that mediation, it's like, Oh my goodness, this thing's really going to go to trial. Uh, I don't know what that looks like. Yeah, We didn't know, I what, don't that know what that feels like, but I know I've already been surprised with, discovery. I've already been surprised with mediation. I've already been surprised with all this. I don't think I want any more surprises. No, but, but I think we still had this, this expectation that any reasonable common sense was going to at this would have enough common sense to say the same thing we said, which is this is garbage. Just throw it out. And so we weren't really afraid of trial while we didn't want to go through it. And we didn't want to keep paying the attorneys. We weren't afraid to go to trial because we knew we were right. And so after this day, day and a half of mediation, California, we pack up, we realize that we just spent five grand or whatever it was oh, yeah, on the travel than, and attorneys and everything. Five grand. Plus we had I'm to pay sure the mediator, that. right? I think we yep, paid the mediator a couple mediator. grand. And we, so we walk out of this saying, well, there's five, $10,000 just flushed down the toilet, but let's go to trial. Yep. So guys, uh, come back and join us next week as we continue the story. And I would just encourage you to check out the show notes, uh, leave us a review, uh, let us know how things are going, and make sure to come back next week. This is the Threads Army.
reminding you that faith looks up, hope looks ahead, 